0: This episode of Channel Mind News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. Sacking the bottle. Copy your ship box. I got a okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy your first bill. Yeah, copy, mate. Yeah, in the pit first. Yeah, stitch her up, then. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, Copy that well shiver me timbers old west african resources have released some absolute shit hot drill results from burkina faso thick high grade there is bloody gold everywhere over there manny michael here for today's episode of channel mine news the go-to daily mining news that is in your ears for the multitasker let's get right into it right not much on the macro scene 50 basis point interest rate rise for the us fed Everything's pretty flat gold now, sitting above eighteen hundred bucks an ounce at eighteen oh five. Nickels retraced a bit to twenty seven thousand eight hundred. Everything else is uh, pretty stock standard. So today, I want to talk about the drill results that have come out for West African Resources at their underground Sambrado project. Absolute crackers. So I'm going to go over what these mean in the underground sense, sense, thickness, grade, why this is a cracking ore body. And we're going to do a bit of a peer comparison of West African resources to Capricorn Metals in Australia and just show where the investment premium comes when you're looking at an Australian mining company versus a West African company. So let's get into it. Now, M1 South, so M1 appears to be their main pit at their Sambrado project for West African Resources it's in Burkina Faso. They've released 25-metre drill hits at 90 grams a ton. So that's 25 metres at 90 grams. That is huge, including 6 metres at 344 grams, then 24 metres at 38 grams, 26 at 21, 20 metres at 19 metres at 16 grams a ton. Normally when you get to the fifth or sixth line of the drill results, they're pretty shit. But 19.5 metres at 16 grams a ton is bloody sensational. So their shittest hit is better than most Aussie hits. So uh, those hits look to be around, the deepest hit is about 600 metres below the pit. So 600 metres below the surface. Uh, Top ones are around 450 so 450 to 600 we talked about depths the other day still in that sweet spot ish starting to get a bit deep at about 600 so but let's talk about WAF quickly so their flagship project they've started with is the Sanbrado project uh, open pit and an underground component they've also got the Kiaka open pit coming online first gold to be pulled in 2025 so they're and it's the Kiaka is pretty much a replicated pit setup of this Sambrato. Now WAF produced 288,000 ounces in calendar. So they report in calendar years, whereas Aussie ones report in financial years. So they're January to December. So uh, calendar year 21, they put out 288,000 ounces, which is from their Sambrato operation. Now, give you Quick bit of context, I'll go through it all in comparison to Capricorn Metals later as an Aussie pier. But their underground produced 113,000 ounces of that, so 372,000 tonne at nine and a half grams. So that is absolutely massive grade. So, and then they produced 210,000 ounces at 1.9 grams for their open pit. So, 1.9 is pretty much double what you'll see in Aussie open pits and we'll go through that later so yeah a third of their third of their production come from this high grade underground nine and a half grams so looking at the ore body it looks very vertical and very thick so they're two sensational things to have on your side vertical because you don't have to worry about the dip of the hanging wall so the more dip on your hanging wall so the more the 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 laying side of your stopes are laid over. Gravity ain't your friend. More shit falls off. You get more dilution and your grade goes down. It's like, like think of it, think of it as red cordial. Uh, you pour all the shit coming off the hanging wall. You pour more water into your cordial. It starts tasting weak as shit. The less water you pour in, tastes nice and yummy, nice and sweet. So vertical, that's a great thing. Now thickness, thickness of the ore body. As we said, these these drill hits are. Uh, and the ore body look bloody thick. So 25 metres, 24 metres, 26 metres at high grade. Thickness is the best thing you can get for an underground mining and especially the grade's massive. But consider a two metre wide gold intersection. So to actually mine that two metres, you will have to take usually depending on what equipment you use, but say you're using twin boom jumbos and conventional, you'll have to take probably four metre wide stopes to get that two metres. So if you've got a a a five gram, two metre hit, that stope will come out at essentially two and a half grams because you've got to take a metre either side to get your minimum mining width for your drive. You can go down the road of single boom jumbos and mine at sort of three, three and a half metres wide. Um, to get that mining width down, but then your development slows down a lot. You've got to have smaller boggers in the drive to get the dirt out. So your bogging rate decreases significantly. So that all starts playing into it. So in this terms, when you've got a thick ore body, you can have bigger stopes, big equipment. You get the dirt out quickly. Your dilution is minimized even more because You've got a big, massive, say, a 15-metre say a wide stope. So you get bits sliding off the wall. Overall, that is a very low percentage of the total volume of that stope. So this thick, high-grade ore body looks absolutely sensational. Now, it looks to be significantly open at depth. Uh, those bottom drill hits are about 600 metres below the bottom of the open pit. Looks to go further extend down to... 600 800 thousand so it looks like to be going to a thousand there's a few hits down there you would assume it's still open at depth below that so and as i said very vertical very simple very thick so that is an absolute premium ore body for the m1 south uh at the sambrado project now as i said they've got the kiaka open pick coming online so that's coming online in 2025 and their ounce profile will be from 2025 onwards will be 400,000 ounces average per year. So, as I said, they poured 288 last year. They're predicting 220 to 240 this year. And once Sam uh, Kiaka comes online, they'll be looking at 400,000. And then long, long long-term, Richard Hyde did mention in his Diggers and Dealers presentation that they will look for a third project to put them in that 600,000-ounce profile. So, yeah, some absolute... Cracking ore bodies over there. The problem, you're waiting for the problem. Why does it sound all good, too good to be true? It's in Burkina Faso. It's in West Africa. I think they've had about seven coups over there. Uh, The trading tactic is trade the coup. Usually there's a coup, the share price goes down, good buying opportunity. But that is the big problem. And that's why this share price compared to the ore body and the gold and the output is at a significant discount to its Australian peers. So let's go over West African resources compared to Capricorn Metals. Now, I'll give you a go. Capricorn Metals, is a ticker CMM. They have the Winda Gold Project in Australia, Open Pit. They've also just, they acquired last year, the Mount Gibson project for an absolute bloody steal, 38 million bucks for a 2 million ounce resource. it's gonna be a massive Uh, Open Pit as well, that's going to be a great little cash cow. They're definitely the flavour of the Open Pit gold scene in the Aussie stock market Capricorn. So let's compare them to West African resources, everything, share price, market cap, the resource, how much they produced last year, guidance, PE ratio, operating cash flow, how much cash they've got, strip ratios. Future output, the whole bloody thing. I'm gonna go through the lock. We've got a little fancy table here. So, okay, West African resources trade, they're a dollar sixteen. They've got a one point one eight billion dollar market cap. Now in June 2019, they were the lowest they were was 30 cents. So they've gone up about four, fourfold, three or fourfold from that period in June 2019. Capricorn on the other hand, so they're trading at $4.57 for a $1.7 billion market cap. So they are an extra half a million market cap than WAF. Uh, 2019, they were trading at $0.47 in June and they're up to $4.57. So they've pretty much gone up nine times in the period that WAF have gone up about three times. So... Threefold on the threefold, you'd say. So significant, significant uprise. Now, now, look at the resource. Once we start looking at resource output, you'll see how much of a premium or a discount you're paying on either end for output, resource, and everything, and the actual market cap. So as I said, Capricorn are about 30% bigger on market cap than West African resources, but their resource... WAF's resource total for all operations, 360 million ton at 1.1 grams for 12.6 million ounces. Capricorn, 204 million ton at 0.8 grams for 5 million ounces. So significantly lower on grade, under half the amount of ounces, but they have a 30% higher market cap than WAF. Now, the Kiaka project alone, uh, West Africa's new pit coming up, pouring in 2025, 280 million tonne at 0.9 grams for 7.7 million ounces. So that's a big chunk of their resource. And their, their high grade section of the underground at Sambrado is 1.38 million ounces at 10 and grams, their total resource. So massive, massive grade. That Kiaka pit's got a 19 year mine life. So that's gonna generate some huge amounts of cash. Now their FY21 output, as I said, WAF for calendar year, Capricorn a financial year. WAF pumped out 288,000 ounces. Capricorn produced 118,000 ounces. So big, big difference there. Their guidance, guidance for this year, WAF are going to do two hundred twenty to 240,000 ounces at all-in-sustaining costs of 1040 to 1110. Capricorn are going to pump out 115,000, 125 similar to what they pumped out last year at 1160 to 1260 all in sustaining costs so WAF are about 100 bucks lower on cost all in sustaining and they've got about not quite double but close to double the ounce output so everything's in that's another tick to WAF so you go resource big tick to WAF output big tick to WAF guidance another big tick now that you look at the price to earnings ratio that they're trading on. So that's the share price to the earnings. Gives you a bit of a gauge on which companies are trading at a premium or a discount to what they're actually pulling in. So that's this where comes the supply and demand side of the share market. If everyone wants to buy the shares, the price will go up. Doesn't matter what the company's doing. Like if they're bloody got, you got Tesla with Elon Musk, trading at a very high PE just because they're trying to buy shares because of the Elon Musk brand. So a bit similar here. As I said, Capricorn's a good flavour in the Aussie open pit market for gold versus West Africa is mining over in Burkina Faso. So you've got the sovereign risk. WAF PE ratio, 4.6, which is very low. Uh, Capricorn, 18.1. So they normally say about, if you look at about 10, 10's your, I guess your mid-range, if you go through a lot of your companies, they'll be trading around 10, 11. Uh, So it shows WAF is trading at half that, Capricorn is well above that 10 mark. So now net operating cash flow. Now, talking to the gurus, you've got, because you've got net profit after tax, you've got net operating cash flow. If you want to look at how mine sites are performing, they're, operations are performing net operating cash flow is your best gauge so that's the the sales of your gold like these are both gold miners so sales of your gold miners your payments to suppliers and employees and your interest paid so that's your statutory net operating cash flow you find in your annual report that's good gauge on how the actual mine sites are performing WAF's net operating cash flow 349 million and Capricorn, 134 million. So essentially they're producing more ounces. So another big tick for WAF. But if you look at that as a ratio of the ounces, net operating cash flow per ounce they produce. WAF, 1212 bucks per ounce. Capricorn, 1136 per ounce. So pretty pretty close there. So it shows Capricorn are actually getting good bang for buck on their ounces. They've got lower grade and everything. Uh, but WAF do still beat him, beat him there as well. So we could give a bit of a tick to Capricorn there. Now, net profit after tax, 214 mil for WAF. Uh, Capricorn 89.4 mil. Cash at the end of the year. So WAF have got 183 million bucks in the bank at the end of last year. Capricorn 61 and a half. So another big tick for WAF, triple of the amount of cash left over. Strip ratio. Open pit strip ratio. So similar to dilution underground, strip ratio essentially to get the get to the ore body, how much waste do you have to mine to get to that ore? Because an open pit, you can't just mine a little skinny rectangle. You're gonna have shit falling on you everywhere. There, there's a, a safe geotechnical pit size and it has to be that cone shape with the berm so that if shit falls off the shit falls off the pit. It's not going to bloody snot everyone down the bottom. So to maintain that, you have to take waste to get to the gold. So depending on the shape of the ore body, the the dip of it, more importantly, the thickness of it, this is where this thickness comes in because the thicker your ore body, the less waste per ore body you have to take to get to it. And ground conditions come into it. The If it's shit ground, you'll have to have a shallower angle on the pit wall because you don't want shit falling. So that all comes into it. So the stripping ratio for West Africa's new Kiaka open pit is 1.8, 1.8. So that's 1.8 waste for every one bit of ore. winder is 3.6 to 3.9. So massive, massive difference there. Now, the predicted future output, as I said, from FY25, because they've done the feasibility on Kiaka WAFAV, they're predicting 400,000 ounces per annum from 2025 onwards. Now, Capricorn, they're awaiting the feasibility study and everything for the Mount Gibson project. You would just, uh, back of the envelope, as Andy Clayton says, a bit of back of the envelope, it'll be probably similar to so you could predict 250,000 ounces once that project gets up and going. So long and the short, everything's in WAF's favour. Pretty much everything in the mining side, the resource size, the output, their net operating cash flow, the cash in the bank account, their strip ratio, their future output, all massively in favour of WAF, their grade, their thickness. The one thing that isn't in their favour is... Their location, Burkina Faso versus Australia. So it's been pretty interesting looking at the figures and how much they're skewed towards West Africa with everything on the mining side and how unreal these deposits are, both Sanbrado and Kiaka, but how much of a discount they're trading to Capricorn. Um, yeah, I was actually pretty bedazzled when I actually looked at it. So I hope you've all enjoyed that. Bit of a. It's easy to do when I put it all in a table. I've found I'm I'm evolving as this show comes on. So, cheers again. I've had four alcohol-free days in a row. So, it's beer time. It's a new me. Four four or five days at the gym each week. Four alcohol-free days. The underground miner in Matt Michael is dying. This is uh, actually very confronting. Jeff Darmer Elder N. Tucker aren't actually wanting to speak to me at the moment they reckon I'm turning into someone that they don't want to be friends with sorry lads it's all trying to protect protect the waistline so right over on I'll catch you for another one tomorrow getting close to the weekend Swanny daytime who uh-huh. rude.